dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com, presented by USCCExpo.com. Tell you more about that in a little bit. Today, we learn the findings from a new pricing trends industry report that gives us an indication on where prices for cannabis products will head in newly legal states and how much people are willing to pay for certain cannabis products. And with us is the CEO of Headset, Cy Scott. Cy, thanks for being joining us here on Blunt Business. Pleasure to be here. Hey, my pleasure. And you're no stranger to Cannabis Radio. I do want to just point out for you folks, uh, of course, a podcast that's also on the same network with us, hosted by the wonderful, wonderfully talented and uh, erudite Bethany Moore, Director of Communications at NCIA. Uh, she uh, hosts the NCIA Cannabis Interesting Voice podcast, and she actually got the chance to feature Sia Scott in a full uh, profile of him, and that was back from August of last year. Go ahead and make sure to subscribe to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice and check that episode out. But for our conversation today, I want to go through what is called the Headset Cannabis Market Insights Report. It's talking about price per package or price per gram, a closer look at pricing data, analyzing the states that are with legal adult use cannabis in Washington State, California, Nevada, and Colorado. Now, one of the takeaways, I'm going to go through some context here just to give some of the, the outline of what you came from the report. So one of the takeaways from the report is the pricing from state to state. California prices are high by all measurements. Given how much settling out there has been in Colorado and especially Washington, which boasts the lowest prices of the nation, California shouldn't expect its prices to stay high for so long. Now, Nevada, which has had sales since 2017, has had lower overall prices than California. It's expected for a state that's had more time to develop its market, but significantly higher prices in the interesting and important vapor pens category. So give me some of the variables that you could tell us about that led to this forecast. Certainly. So um, one interesting thing that we do here at Headset is connect with retailers to source our data. Uh, And this is where that's coming from. So looking across uh, a large sample of retailers in each one of those markets really uh, highlights some of these nuanced differences. And when you look at just top line uh, pricing, like average item pricing, sometimes things uh, tend to get lost, like that nuance you mentioned where Nevada uh, has a bit lower prices than a market like California, and much of that is due to you know Nevada being uh, live a bit longer than the California adult use market. But seeing things like uh, an important category like vapor pens actually having a higher price point uh, than you know a market like California is it, pretty interesting. And a lot of that it just has to do with uh, the variety uh, and nuanced differences at market to market. Um, you know, every market is different in its own way, uh, has different legislation, uh, has different operators, different brands, different products, uh, many times uh, different demographics as well, of people purchasing those products. And let's and talk so, about that. Um, forgive me. I want to yeah. just jump in because you're going right to where I want to go with next. Because when it comes to vape sure. pens, it's the main focus right. of your data. And this is fascinating to me because, you know, my own sense, I'm just thinking about the fact that I could see where it's much easier, much more uh, much more 
compatible, I guess, or much more feasible to go ahead and see people carrying vape pens along wherever they go and be able to consume. And also just because of the look, the, you know, just to be able to go do it and where you're allowed to go ahead and consume, things like that must come into play. Now, the 0.5 gram size of vape pens is the most popular overall. That makes sense. So it's not something easy pocket size. It's the affordable option. And the cannabis market is dominated by money conscious millennials. California's at now this is where I'm telling you the pricing is amazing. An average price for a vape pen in California is almost near $50 and it makes up a third of the total revenue. So what do you think cannabis businesses size should understand from this point in terms of vape pen supply and demand across the rest of the country? Sure, sure. So vapor pens uh, have a great rate of adoption in markets like California. Uh, a lot of that has to do with it being a relatively newer format and California being a relatively newer market. Uh, and like you said, you know, driving almost 30 percent uh, of sales. And in a market like Washington State, uh, you know, it's just over 20 percent. So there are some big differences there. Uh, Nevada actually has uh, the highest average item price for vapor pens, which you called out a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's close to $50. And a lot of that has to do with the audience purchasing these products. It's a very convenient form factor. Uh, Nevada has a lot of tourism, uh, you know, particularly in places like Las Vegas. So it's an easy product to come in and purchase. And because of that, you know, you're seeing some higher higher pricing around uh, vapor pens in a market like that. Uh, and you're also, you called out, you know, half gram or single gram format. Those are generally uh, the, the most common formats of vapor pens. Vapor pens come in a variety of uh, segments, whether that's all-in-one disposables or cartridges and so on. But what we are seeing uh, that in Washington, California, single gram sizes are actually pretty popular uh, at about 37% and 29%. Uh, respectively for the markets of, of Washington, California. Uh, and again, that has to do with different operators. So different brands producing different products, uh, marketing different products to the consumer. So we're seeing just some interesting nuances there, um, you know, between uh, these different states. Was there anything within your research that talked about the difference between disposables and uh, those that are refillable? Yes, absolutely. We have uh, great analytics around that. Uh, so you can dive down into, you know, the refillable uh, or the cartridges that, uh, you know, attach to standard batteries or, uh, you know, the all-in-one um, rechargeable. So we do have uh, data, uh, you know, across most markets, probably the format uh, that, you know, commands most market share is uh, the cartridge. Uh, format. Yeah. Uh, so people are purchasing cartridges uh, in most markets. Now, in a market like Nevada, there may be you know, a higher uh, percentage of uh, all-in-one disposables versus a market like Washington, uh, just given the audience. And I was in Las Vegas last year for just for vacation, just to lose, lose a couple of hands in a poker and all. But I'll tell you, a lot of vape pens being consumed. One thing I got to make mention too is that, I mean, I know we talk about there's with vape pens, you see some of those people that are consuming vapes, but it's not uh, CBD based. It's, you know, it's nicotine based, say a jewel, but I know that it's going to be a little bit harder these days. Regulation is going to come through and that kind of product's not going to be as easy to access at any corner store. So the option to go ahead and go for vape pens from a cannabis uh, CBD base is going to be more of the way to go. And I can only imagine where it's just going to become much more of a nuance more and more. I know that people are just seeing it more because it's just much more common, much more accepted, and just it's more of what people want. So obviously that price is going to have, those prices are going to have to come down eventually. I know it's the same way for cannabis, but we're going to talk about cannabis in just a minute. I want to go and go to a commercial break Palmas to our sponsors. I'm here with the CEO of Headset Size Scott here on Blunt Business. 
Let's talk about conferences, folks. The United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's the right to educate, engage, and empower the evolution of the cannabis industry. We're going to have some great vape pen vendors that will be at our show. Uh, obviously, you'll get to learn a lot, a lot of different data analytics at the show as well. Thousands of industry professionals, hundreds of vendors, and hundreds of speakers are going to be joining us to really give some great insight and information. I hope you'll join us August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Come join us. You know, puff on a vape pen and get to hear some great education information. Register now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Back with more great information with Cy Scott from Headset in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Cy Scott, CEO of Headset here on Blunt Business. Let's talk about an eighth, Cy. <laughs> it's a carryover from the black market. Eighth of an ounce, for those of you that did not know that. Now, dime bags or single gram packages didn't make it into the lexicon of legal cannabis, but plenty of cannabis is sold in single gram sizes. Let's go through the states. Now, California, for example, while single grams were popular initially, eighths grew to completely dominate the flower market by the end of 2018. So, Cy, what do you think about how some black market terms and weights and standards carried over once legal cannabis came to market? And how much do you think it helps black market customers to easily cross over? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the the cannabis industry is is pretty unique and there would be no industry uh, (laughs) like it is today without without the black market. Um, And so things like, uh, you know, weight nomenclature, uh, where we use the term eights uh, to signify, you know, three and a half gram packaging, uh, it still still carries over. And you see it uh, in other things too, um, you know, like pre-rolls and joints uh, are often commonly interchanged. Uh, Strains, strains also is a fantastic example. The strains were around uh, with the black market and they still carry over, right? It's a good way for people to uh, better understand, you know, the, the variety 
of the different products. Although, you know, you are starting to see some trends of different uh, product manufacturers uh, kind of pulling away from the strains and and more focusing on things like uh, the end uh, result or the effect of the product, uh, calling it things like calm or or awareness or awake, uh, what have you. Um, but it's pretty interesting to have some of that pedigree uh, carry over. So uh, I think it just comes with with the territory and the history. And you know, we we did uh, we do use the term eighths here and there. We do kind of call out sometimes to the. Uh, the old terms and some of our industry analysis that you might have seen in the pricing report, kind of mentioning sure. dime bags. Uh, and, and we like to add a little personality to our analysis sometimes uh, <laughs> and make sure that we have, you know, remember where this industry comes from. Uh, we're in a fun and dynamic industry with a real rich history and we want to recognize that. So we will use those terms here and there, uh, you know, longer term, you know, I think, it, you know, we may see people talking more about just three and a half gram package sizes uh, and so on as it, it continues to mature. But, you know, for now, we still use that here and there. Uh, in some of our reporting only a century ago we used to talk about alcohol going to the same thing and you know have, buying a fifth and the same way goes with that too it's really interesting and i've never heard, heard as much but it's still prominent today let's talk exactly. about let's talk about who's buying Sai. your report states that this quote older generations are unsurprisingly paying the highest prices for cannabis it's no secret that baby boomers in the silent generation have to spend more than their youthful compatriots gen xers are the average to measure everyone else against here but we see price preference swing out around that end quote now also millennials and post-millennials pay significantly less according to this report they prefer to buy premium cannabis as an eighth baby boomers in a silent generation are much more willing to buy premium as a single gram so how should dispensaries then strategize, given these stats, to best maxi- maximize the demographics that come to their stores? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and so what's really interesting is that uh, one, one trend we're noticing is that there are different tiers of, of, of products now between you know value low price mid priced premium and super premium right. uh, we see you know different breakdowns on different package sizing and kind of different sales trends around that uh, but to your to your point you know there also are demographic changes that are associated with that and so we are seeing um, the younger gem- demographic uh, you know purchasing um, you know things like uh, single grams uh, and eights uh, at, at a bit of a lower price than maybe the baby, baby boomers. And they might be looking more at those premium uh, valued products. Uh, often that has to do with just share of wallet and, and spending power that an uh, older generation might have compared to uh, younger demographics that are potentially looking for uh, better deals. When we look at uh, you know flower sales by package size, you know the smaller uh, package sizes like grams and eights, we are seeing a higher percentage of sales going to premium and super premium products versus the quarter ounce, half ounce, and ounce size, which are you know much larger package sizes, and you're usually getting a, a lower price per gram with those, mm-hmm. um, and so people are looking for you know good values. So you're probably seeing more uh, you know millennials. Uh, post millennials, so very young millennials, uh, purchasing uh, the the lower priced uh, products is kind of what's reflected in our data. But it is really interesting to see, and we also have great uh, numbers, um, you know, on on trends. You know, seeing more baby boomers, more Gen X uh, coming into the market. Where when a new market opens up, you know, it's very much early on. Uh, you know, millennials. Uh, you kind of think about it uh, similar to alcohol, like you mentioned, like a wine comparison. Like uh, older demographics are usually uh, purchasing wine that might be a little bit more expensive uh, per bottle, uh, a little bit more premium than a younger demographic. 
Any, any part of this, uh, I guess, when it comes to the baby boomers, solid generation, about how much they are trying, going to consume, not so much for the recreation or adult use because it is more of a medical sense. Is there anything that you had to weigh on that as well? Yeah, we've got some great data around uh, non-inhalables, um, and we see kind of older demographics resonating towards things like capsules, uh, topicals, tinctures. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, capsules are you know very interesting, you know very much a corollary to maybe other types of uh, of things they may consume for medical reasons, uh, and you know it's a little easier uh, of a product than something like dried flowers. So we do see them uh, kind of over-indexed in some of those non-inhalable categories, and there's some interesting kind of pricing trends uh, around those as well. We look at uh, instead of price per gram uh, for the non-inhalables, we look at a price per milligram as kind of a standard. Um, in addition to average item price. Interesting. Okay. Let's talk about California, which is leading the way from what I've been reading in terms of deliveries of wholesale cannabis. And we've had uh, several people to talk about that here on the show. Regulation changes in California led to a significant sales spike in June of 2018, which was followed by supply issues, of course. However, we see sales of larger package sizes picking back up. Given this trend, sales of larger packaging sizes will probably continue to grow in 2019, especially the sale of value-priced ounces. Is that trend a sign of things to come in other legal states? Hey, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely the trend that we've seen um, in other markets as well. Markets like Washington and Colorado that have been in operations for you know over four years at this point, uh, you are seeing kind of that same uh, trajectory where uh, new market things are very expensive. The price program is very high. Average item price uh, is is also significantly high, but it starts to to skew uh, a bit more where you get uh, you know the price per gram. Uh, starts to drop over time and average item price uh, continues to climb. So what that really says uh, is that you know more people are purchasing um, you know larger formats. Um, so you know the eighths or, or the or the quarter ounces or so on, uh, but the price per gram uh, is is going down. So it's just a, a reflection of a, a market maturing, you know, supply and demand. Um, you know, there's economies of scale and so on that that start to happen, and we are definitely seeing that in California. California is a very interesting market where in you know 2018 uh, it had just opened up, went through some uh, legislative changes in the middle of the year, uh, moving from the medical grade products to the the adult use uh, requirement. Uh, so some changes there, but it's starting to, to kind of uh, normalize. And the next generation that's uh, coming of age, you know, we think that they're going to be uh, much more, you know, value oriented, uh, looking for those good prices. So that'll continue to, to put some pricing pressure on those operators. Yeah, I can only imagine, because uh, I mentioned in those previous interviews, just the, the, the swath of ground to cover in California and, and part of that for some of the areas are trying to cover. And then just trying to create a system that will be implemented in other markets and what they need to do to do that in terms of security, in terms of delivery, in terms of keeping product fresh and making sure that, you know, you're not having anything that goes to perish and trying to get as much of what you are supplying because so much is being grown to make sure it gets out there and gets used and gets purchased. I mean, it's a, you know, it's it's a lot that's going to take into account, especially in California. It's a, it's a really great test of market, along with Canada, of course, so much to learn from that but you know, of course without the, the full legalization yet canada can go through and do the opec stop and call it where they're going to try to find a way to get their product out to other uh, continents basically to europe asia africa that's the idea there and we have to wait to do that ourselves but 
Anyway, we'll leave that for another discussion. We've got more data to go and have Cy Scott here, CEO of Headset, and he's going to share more with us in terms of the Headset Cannabis Market Insights Report on price per package or price per gram, a closer look at pricing data, analyzing Washington State, California, Nevada, Colorado. We'll have final questions for Cy Scott after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions with Cy Scott, CEO of Headset here on Blunt Business. So I got a long uh, point right now to bring up here for you, kind of the overall that you made out from this uh, industry report, Cy. So the matter of demographic price trends, which will shift rapidly in the next two to three years as a significant chunk of post-millennials age into the market. Vapor pens will probably have to come down in price to meet demand for cheap cartridges, as we've seen that younger generations have a preference for bulk cannabis at a good price and prefer vaping to smoking, which I think is very important. If the smoking prices and the nicotine-based products continue to rise, vaping has a better chance to go ahead and overtake and become the alternative, a much healthier alternative, I would think. However, despite the broad differences between states and generations, there are some undeniable trends. Let me go through these real quick. Older markets have lower prices, and brand new markets have higher prices. As newer legal states come online, we expect future versions of this report to feature sky-high prices in places like New York and Massachusetts, while California comes more in line with existing legal states. Washington will, barring serious regulatory changes, remain the lowest price to the nation. There you go. So... My question for you, Sai, is, is it safe to say that given the forecast of vape pen supply and demand, that they need that a lot of companies need to make this a priority and that they best serve as the best inroad to upgrading the flour and extract and so on? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely what we're seeing. Uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, in new markets like California, where it's such a new format, the vapor pen market, and, and coinciding with a new market coming online, you're seeing uh, a lot of adoption. So 33% of all sales in California are going to vapor pens, which is a, a significant percentage. Um, and so we're also seeing a pretty good growth happening in those more mature markets as adoption starts happening for vapor pens. And, and pricing is important, as highlighted in this uh, in this report that we did. So making sure that you you get the pricing to where it needs to be to drive that uh, that demand is critical um, you know markets like Washington State uh, we're actually based in Seattle so we've got some good firsthand exposure it's, it's pretty surprising how competitive the pricing is and a lot of that has to do with the mature markets and the number of brands that are out there and uh, the price pressure that's put on these brands by the retailers because it's uh, not a vertically integrated market so retailers can really uh, you know they have finite shelf space so they can really uh, push pricing down from the operator. So, you know, with that in mind, if you're a, an operator, a producer, a processor yourself, and you're thinking about getting the vapor pens or you're pro- currently producing vapor pens, it's critical to think about those margins and, and getting the price down to where you can sell into that retailer at a healthy margin uh, and get uh, the customers to come in and buy it at, at a nice price. So one other question I had about that was just the fact that when it comes to either vape pens or extracts or flour, if there's anybody right now, whenever nationwide legalization, however it's from the States Act or if it's from uh, one of the policies that are being pushed around in Congress now that could offer full uh, full nationwide adult use legalization, the brands that you were talking about, there are so many brands of everything. Will there be some point down the line where you think ultimately there will be a number of top branded uh products that will stand out above the pack eventually or do you think this variety is just going to be standard and it's just people are just going to have so much of an assortment to choose from yeah i think it's uh, a little of both uh we do see some some clear leaders emerging uh operators that have been um, you know, in operation for some amount of time, have a lot of distribution, a lot of market share, starting to build some of that brand loyalty. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the story hasn't been fully written. You know, there's a lot of innovation that's happening in this market, uh, a lot of new form factors. When you're thinking about, uh, you know, inhalables, you know, the vapor pen form factors, you mentioned uh, rechargeables or disposables, you know, there's still a lot of uh, great innovation that's happening around there. Some really cool brands coming to market uh, all the time with with new products, uh, you know, available for the consumer. So I think as those come to market, you know, consumers may uh, latch onto them and we may see new growth uh, from some of those segments. So there, uh, there is still a lot of innovation happening. Um, you know, we see a lot of growth happening in the non-inhalables, the edibles, the beverages, tinctures, topicals, capsules. You know, those are relatively uh, smaller market share, particularly tinctures, topical capsules, uh, but we see high growth rates. Um, and so, you know, part of that is new demographics coming in. Part of that is new products uh, being developed. Uh, so, you know, it's still to be determined, uh, but there are, there are starting to be some clear leaders, but, uh, you know, nothing set in stone yet, and there's still a lot of opportunity. Totally. When I've gotten a chance to just to go and look into some of the the vape stops and the CBD stores, that are providing that are public out there here in South Florida where I'm at. And, you know, I see a lot of different brands that I hear about here on the show and, and throughout Cannabis Radio in general, but have not seen them make it to the, make the, their product making it this way. So it's it's just a hodgepodge right now of what's available. So there, it's interesting as to what uh, products will get into which markets and will be able to be in the race to get to more markets than everybody else and distribute like they need to. 
And when that set distribution is in place, what that model will look like for everybody else. And our prices will go down, hopefully. And, and just across the board, everything becomes more affordable, more accessible. One thing I got to say, too, is that, you know, the pricing does need to be with some kind of a value point because of the amount of quality, the amount of testing, the amount of research and, and things that are being done to make sure to keep things pure, to keep things uh, as much organic and pesticide-free as possible, to try to keep things distilled as opposed to putting chemicals into it. There's a whole lot that every state's doing to a lot of put good regulations and the kind of money being done for research development, for laboratory research and all that takes into account. But hopefully there's a perfect storm of everybody can get their product. They get great product at great prices. Hopefully the market will make itself, turn itself to where it will be that ultimately when, this, uh, when the market matures, like you said. Absolutely. And I think uh, we're seeing that happening uh, today. Absolutely. And now we just continue to chronicle this, and obviously you'll have new reports coming uh, going forward. But first, uh, Sai, take a minute to go and talk to our audience uh, about more, more what you're doing at Headset, how we can learn more about the reports and the things that you do at Headset. Sure thing. So um, we're a cannabis analytics company really focused on retailer-derived data. We're in a number of markets, uh, the ones that we just talked about. Uh, we've got some new markets coming online soon. Uh, you know, Canada is uh, right around the corner. That market's been live uh, as of October of last year, so about six months in. Uh, we have a great market measurement uh, coming out of that. We'll have some great pricing trends as well. Uh, we're already seeing some interesting uh analytics coming out of that space that I'm eager to start talking about. Um, and we have a variety of services for whether you're retailers uh, or producer processors um, that can really help your business. Uh, you know, we really want to help operators use data to drive uh, decisions for their businesses and be more successful. And if they're more successful, then this industry is more successful and uh, it will be here for the decades to come, which is, I think, what we all want to see with this uh, great experiment around cannabis legalization. Agreed. I can't wait to see what happens. And, you know, I'm just wondering, uh, I keep my eyes uh, towards Canada. I keep looking to see what they're going to be doing because, you know, there's going to be so much to be said about what will happen and what kind of an impact they're going to have around the world with, with the opportunities they have that legalization is here. And also because of the crutches, the obstacles they must have, which I can't wait to see what that report that you bring up has about their supply and demand and how they're doing their best to distribute out given the obstacles and you know talking about government it government regulation and government interference it's just prominent it's just so much to deal with i can only imagine but they're growing and they have the supply and that demand is out there and they're finding the best way to get it out so again Cy scott ceo of headset of course the website is headset.io h-e-a-d-s-e-t.io and Sai, thanks again for joining us here on Cannabis Radio, and thanks for being here on Blunt Business. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. Again, headset.io, headset.io if you want to learn more. Talk one more time before we get out of here about the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida. We will have some great vendors, some great exhibitors, sponsors here for us, and we hope you'll be a part of it. Great nighttime networking as well. If you got to here last year, Miami, we got to host a big party on a yacht that was renovated. $4 million worth of work into this yacht, the Seafair. I'm sure we're going to be going back and doing another yacht party again. And you got to be part of it. It's red carpet. It was excellent. It was a wonderful thing that we had at the show last year. We'll do it again this year. We got another great event at the Hyatt Regency downtown Miami. They've renovated it. 
It's going to look pristine and great for all the things we're going to be doing there. A jam-packed trade show for last year. I'm sure it's going to even be more than that. And it's going to spill out into the hallways. I'm sure of it for sure. As I've been hearing from all the uh, exhibitors that are signing up. And we got a speaker signing up as well. If you want to still be a speaker, sponsor, exhibitor, learn more at usccexpo.com and get your tickets. Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. Subscribe to the show there. Leave us a nice review. Leave, leave us five stars. That'll really help us a lot. And you can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.